In ancient Rome, one of the favorite sports, if you can call it that, was watching gladiators fight in the arena. They'd usually fight to the death, but and while history argues about what exactly would happen at this point, one gladiator would fight until the other one was disabled or helpless, and then he would turn to, in Rome itself, it was the emperor. He would turn to the emperor and await some sign from him as to what he was supposed to do. And again, historians argue exactly what sign this was, but popular tradition says that it involved the hand and the thumb. And that if the emperor, whoever was judging the contest, pointed their thumb up, it meant life for the defeated gladiator. But if he pointed his thumb down, it meant death. There was a kind of mercy there either way. You see, the emperor, or again the judge, gave mercy if he allowed the gladiator to live. But at that point, his wounds would have been so terrible that it almost would have been a mercy to put him to death. That is human mercy. But divine mercy is what we celebrate today. We celebrate God's mercy, which is so much more amazing and powerful than anything we can even come close to offering to another. You see, divine mercy offers eternal life. And it doesn't say that we continue to live with the wounds of sin and the wounds of this life, but it raises us to new life. It, it heals us. It raises us to glory. My friends in Christ, that's what St. John was talking about in our second reading today. The mercy of Jesus Christ. When he says, I, John, your brother, who share with you the distress, the kingdom, and the endurance we have in Jesus. Now, in part, it's almost like you would go to buying a car and the salesperson says, I'm really glad you're going to buy this car, but to let you know, about five minutes after you drive off the lot, you're going to run over a nail, so you're going to have to pay for the tires to be replaced, and then about three months from now, the radiator is going to explode, so you're going to have to replace that, but it'll be great. You'll love this car. I don't know about you, but I'd say, what about the one over there? Because in today's second reading, when John says that, he says, I share with you the distress that we share in Jesus, meaning following Jesus is going to cost us. It's going to demand sacrifice and selflessness. We, we may even face persecution for our faith. And then he says, though, that we share the kingdom we have in Christ Jesus. The kingdom of heaven that is promised to us one day. That distant promise that sustains us. But then the most important one, he says, and the endurance we have in Jesus. Meaning the strength we have to continue and to hold fast. And that comes to us because we know of God's mercy. 
that even on those days that we strive to do our best and we put all our effort in something and nothing seems to go right, God's mercy is still there, unfailing and undying. And that's what we celebrate in a special way on this Divine Mercy Sunday. And what we're asked to trust in in a very special way on this day. The Divine Mercy. My friends in Christ, I invite you to join us at 3 o'clock today for special devotions to God's mercy. Whether you're able to be with us or not, at 3 o'clock, I'd invite you to simply try to pause and think of where you need God's mercy most in your life. Where is it that you most need God's healing? Where is it that you most need to feel and to receive his forgiveness? And most importantly of all, where is it that you need to receive his new life? And then trust in our loving God that he will hear and answer your prayer. Not just in the way that you ask, but even more beautifully, beyond what you can even imagine. I'll leave you with the words of St. Faustina, who was the one who gave us the divine mercy devotions. Beautiful five words that allow us to experience the mercy of God. Those words are very simple. Jesus, I trust in you.